Good evening. Our top story tonight, the Carolina Panthers have a new direction. They've hired head coach Dave Canales, and the Atlanta Falcons also have a new direction, though they're a little bit of a throwback to the past, hiring their former interim head coach, Raheem Morris, to run the show. Panthers have a new path. Falcons have a new path. We're going to break all of that down. We're going to be talking about some of the other coaching hires, the coaching rumors, the divisional round of the playoffs, and make sure if you want to follow along with this, you subscribe to the Player Profiler News Channel on YouTube so you can get all the up-to-date information on all of these transactions as they happen. So we've got all that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. And so we are back in the Carolina Panthers have a new direction of their franchise and they are planning for this to be for the long term. Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who did such wonderful work with Baker Mayfield, is now the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers for six years, or at least that is the length of his contract. That implies that they are going to give him a long time to get this right. but. Matt Rule also did have a seven-year contract, and he was fired before the end of his third season. So I don't know about that, but I wish Dave Canales all the luck in the world. His resume is pretty, pretty good. Bucks offensive coordinator for the past year, spent two years as the Seattle Seahawks passing game coordinator with Russell Wilson and with Geno Smith. Russ had his best year of his career with Dave Canales as the passing game coordinator. Geno Smith had a career resurgence. Baker Mayfield had a career resurgence. And we don't want to overrate the play caller and the, the, the plays. Those are what makes the difference. The difference that typically happens is guys start playing more freely. They are entrusted. Look at Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. He is trusted by the Detroit Lions. That's why it didn't work out with the Los Angeles Rams, why I worked out with Matthew Stafford, is Matthew Stafford could be coached the way Sean McVay wanted to coach him. That doesn't work for everyone. And it seems as though Dave Canales is adaptable. His coaching style changes with who he's working with. And so we have high hopes that Bryce Young is able to rebuild, rebound, and figure this out. Though, they still need some work. Because Dave Canales with the Seattle Seahawks it's a lot easier to make Russell Wilson look good with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It's a lot easier to make Baker Mayfield look good with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. A little bit tougher to make Bryce Young look good with Adam Thielen and Jonathan Mingo. DJ Chark's going to be a free agent. Yeah. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or sorry, the Carolina Panthers absolutely need to invest in the wide receiver position, whether they target T Higgins in free agency. I don't think T Higgins is going to hit free agency. Sounds like he's going to get hit with the franchise tag if they can't work out a long-term deal, but we'll see what happens for the Carolina Panthers. We also see a downgrade at the running back position for Dave Canales, Rashad white, much better than Miles Sanders, much better than Chuba Hubbard. So we'll see what they do with the run game with the offensive line, which wasn't great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers either. So that's at least one plus for what we're going to be looking at with Dave Canales. Dave Canales, also the fifth Hispanic coach in the history of the NFL. Congratulations to Dave Canales. And he will be working with a friend of his. He worked with Dan Morgan, the former first-round linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, who worked together 
with the Seattle Seahawks from 2010 to 2017. Morgan was in the scouting department. Canales was the wide receiver coach at the time. And so they are hoping to blend the old tradition of the Carolina Panthers with all the linebackers. Carolina Panthers have had such historic success at the linebacker position. Dan Morgan, Jonathan Beeson, Luke Keekley, one of the all-time greats, or at least the modern era great at the linebacker position. Now we've got Shaq Thompson. We had Thomas Davis for a while. So ties that old smash mouth football of the Carolina Panthers with the new Carolina Panthers, who are hopefully a little bit more high-flying, high-scoring, a little bit more successful. Both Dan Morgan and Dave Canales will report directly to David Tepper, the owner. So it's not a coach reports to GM, GM reports to owner. Both report directly to the owner. Both will be working together, working cohesively for the draft, for the roster, and all that jazz. As for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they now need a new offensive coordinator, presumably to work with Baker Mayfield. Everyone expects Baker Mayfield to be back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a longer-term contract. In-house, Thad Lewis, the QB coach, is the internal favorite. However, they did request Zach Robinson, the passing game coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, who did such great work with Baker Mayfield last year with the Los Angeles Rams. Also going to interview Kellen Moore, with the formerly with the Chargers. Obviously, he's going to be on his way out now that Jim Harbaugh is coming to town. Brian Johnson, formerly with the Eagles, and Ken Dorsey, who really got a raw deal with the Buffalo Bills. It was all about the turnovers, which weren't Ken Dorsey's fault. The offense was actually more efficient with Ken Dorsey calling the plays than with Joe Brady, but I digress. He's getting an interview as well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What about the Atlanta Falcons? We've got plenty of news on them right after this word from the Podfather. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Betel. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Betel platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Betel is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. And we are back in the Atlanta Falcons. Got him. 
The Atlanta Falcons have hired Raheem Morris to be their next head coach. Raheem Morris, formerly the interim head coach in the waning days of the Dan Quinn era. Dan Quinn, former head coach of the Falcons, went 4-7 and seven in 2020 when he replaced Dan Quinn as the head coach. And before that, so he was the defensive coordinator in 2020, then became the interim head coach. But before that... Raheem Morris was actually the wide receivers coach and offensive passing game coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. So Raheem Morris has experience coaching both sides of the football. It's not like this is a pure defensive hire. This is a coaching hire. This is a culture hire. And it seems like that is so much of what the NFL is looking for. This cycle is okay. Yeah, you can call plays, but what's the culture going to be like? That's why Aaron Glenn is regarded so highly by so many franchises, getting so many interviews, the defensive coordinator of the Lions, even though the Lions defense has struggled, he's still getting interviews because of the type of person that he is. Same with Raheem Morris. And we wish him all the best. Rams defensive coordinator for three years, won the Super Bowl in 2021. Jalen Ramsey, who was on that Super Bowl team, says that he is the greatest, if not one of the greatest coaches in the NFL today. So high, high praise for Raheem Morris. He becomes the first black full-time head coach in the history of the Atlanta Falcons. They have had interim head coaches, but this is the first time that a black man has been the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely love to see the diversity in so many of these hires, so many of these hires, this coaching cycle. It has been absolutely great to see. And this is just another one of those coaches from the legendary 23. 13 Washington football team staff. The one that head coach Mike Shanahan had Kyle Shanahan, had Sean McVay, had Matt LaFleur, had Mike McDaniel, had Raheem Morris. And if Bobby Slowick ends up getting hired to be a head coach, that will be six head coaches from the same staff that end up with head coaching jobs. The Shanahan McVay coaching tree is just taking over the NFL and continues to do so. This new arrangement will see Raheem Morris report directly to owner Arthur Blank. Same with general manager Terry Fontenot, who they are keeping with the Atlanta Falcons, will report directly to the owner. And so both kind of run their own silos. They'll be working together on the draft, on the roster, but they both report directly to the owner instead of CEO Rich McKay. Rich McKay owns, or not owns, but is CEO of the whole business. There is so much more than just the Atlanta Falcons in this conglomerate with all the concerts, with all of the everything else that happens with at the Mercedes-Benz. I can't remember what stadium they are. There's too many of them. Anyways, he no longer has control of the football operations. And that was a large part of why Bill Belichick didn't get hired. He and Rich McKay, the CEO, just... Apparently couldn't get all along. They couldn't agree. And now Bill Belichick is looking like he is out in the cold. He is not going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And that was the only team to interview him. And the Seattle Seahawks aren't going to hire Bill Belichick because they just forced Pete Carroll out because of his age. And the commanders are looking to go young. It seems it's going to be Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of the Lions, though Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator of the Texans, could sneak in there as well. Mike Vrabel. Also an option for the Seahawks. Dan Quinn, also an option for the Commanders. But Bill Belichick doesn't seem to be an option for anyone. Except if Andy Reid retires. If Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl and walks away, could Bill Belichick be the replacement in Kansas City? We're hearing that from Adam Schefter. Whether or not that comes to fruition, that is something to absolutely keep an eye on. But 
this current Atlanta Falcons team now needs an offensive coordinator. The favorite is Zach Robinson, the passing game coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. Worked with him at PFF, former quarterback, veteran backup. Spent time at least with the New Orleans Saints. So he is the favorite, but he also has requests from the Buccaneers, the Steelers, the Saints, the Patriots, and the Raiders. All looking to interview Zach Robinson. We will see where he ends up. The most in-demand offensive coordinator across the NFL. Now that Dan Pitcher, the offensive, or sorry, the quarterback coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, took the job as offensive coordinator. And so those are our two latest hires at head coach. We are still waiting to see what the commanders do. They have a second interview scheduled with Dan Quinn early this week. Raheem Morris was supposed to get a second interview. That is clearly not happening at this point. And then Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, the defensive and offensive coordinators for the Detroit Lions, are also getting interviews. I believe Bobby Slowick also supposed to get a second interview with the commanders. So we've gone from a long list down to four guys. It seems as though Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slovak are the four finalists. Maybe Mike Vrabel sneaks in there as well, but I haven't heard anything about that as of yet. As for the Seattle Seahawks, Dan Quinn has received a second interview. They are supposed to have a second interview with Raheem Morris. That's out the window. Ajiro Evero, the defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, gets a second interview. Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, gets a second interview. And Mike Kafka, the only offensive guy to get a second interview with the Seattle Seahawks. Ben Johnson, not in contention for the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks job, or at least it appears doesn't have a second interview at this point. And Mike Vrabel still in the conversation for the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, but two jobs left for head coach and a bunch of deserving candidates. Mike McDonald from the Baltimore Ravens. He's a very deserving candidate as well. So many deserving coaches that aren't going to get a job. And that just bodes well for the future of the NFL. Very excited to see Many of these people get jobs if and when they are ready. As for the offensive coordinators, the Steelers are interviewing Gerard Johnson, the Texans quarterback coach, and Kellen Moore is going to be shopped around the NFL or shopping around the NFL. Not expect to be retained by the Chargers. Interviewing with the Browns and the Eagles to be the offensive coordinator for both of those teams. We know the Eagles also talked to Cliff Kingsbury. Browns, I don't know if they've done a whole lot of deep dive as of yet. And the Buffalo Bills, they interviewed Joe Brady to continue to be their offensive coordinator, make that interim tag full-time. Also interviewed Thad Lewis, the Buccaneers QB coach, who I believe played for the Buffalo Bills at one point as well. And the Packers defensive coordinator job, that is still open. Fire Joe Barry, awful defense under Joe Barry for years, just never really seemed to make sense. Scheme didn't really add up. Now they're interviewing Brandon Staley, the Los Angeles Chargers def- or head coach, who had a pretty rough defense for quite a few years, though he did have success with the Rams. Ah, I don't know if the answer is Brandon Staley for the Green Bay Packers. Also interviewing Bobby Babich. Would love to see a Babich coordinating in the NFL. Maybe Matt Babich can join him someday. But the Packers do need a defensive coordinator. They will figure it out. Also need a new strength and conditioning coach. Fired theirs, Chris Gizzy. A lot of issues with injuries over the years for the Green Bay Packers. They're very conservative with these injuries as well, but this year especially it seemed to take its toll with Aaron Jones and Chris Jim Watson missing so much time. So Green Bay Packers are making some moves on the inside of their organization. As for the Tennessee Titans, they hired Brian Callahan. He's going to call the plays. 
which is interesting because Brian Callahan actually never called plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, though it was a collaborative effort with head coach Zach Taylor actually calling the plays. But Brian Callahan did the entire offensive install for the week. And then the quarterback coach, Dan Pitcher, would do the third down game planning for the week. The wide receiver coach would do the red zone game planning for the week. So this was a collaborative effort. Brian Callahan now looking to take control, looking to call his own plays. Still do need to figure out an offensive coordinator, though. So they're talking to Jaguars passing game coordinator, Nick Holes, who actually worked Brian Callahan with the Raiders. And really, this is how so many people end up getting jobs in the NFL. It's who you know. It's who you've worked with. And that makes it so hard to break into the NFL. And at the QB school on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it, highlights that this is a nepotism hire. And nepotism hires don't mean that you don't deserve the job. It means you got an opportunity to get the job because of who you are. And Brian Callahan, father, Bill Callahan, coached the Las Vegas Raiders, one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. So you just have to be aware of that. It is very, very hard to get your foot in the door in the NFL to become a coach of any kind. And it just becomes a lot easier to climb that ladder once you get your foot in the door. Brian Callahan absolutely deserves this hire. But it's just interesting for so many people to take offense to the word nepotism hire. No, that's not what that means. It doesn't automatically mean it's a bad hire. It doesn't mean it's not going to work out. It just means there's a lot of cronyism in the NFL. You get those early opportunities because of who you know. And if you're looking to break into the NFL as a coach and you've been struggling to make those connections, I wish you all the luck in the world. As for the Tennessee Titans and Will Levis, though, it is clear that Will Levis is going to be the guy. The quotes from Brian Callahan, all glowing. Really enjoyed getting to know him, and I can't wait to work with him. Really special physical talents that I'm excited to see what we can make better. Everything about him so far has been fantastic, and I'm excited to get further down into it. So Will Levis is the guy for the Tennessee Titans. Won't be surprised if they add to the wide receiver position. They could target T. Higgins, much like the Panthers, but they've got that inside connection, Brian Callahan and T. Higgins working together all those years with the Cincinnati Bengals. Or they could draft a wide receiver early, or they could invest in the offensive line. So many different ways this Titans team could go. They have clearly embraced that they are rebuilding. Derrick Henry will not be back. And as for the Los Angeles Chargers, John, not John Harbaugh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh is now calling the shots. He's going to look to bring a lot of his staff from Michigan, or at least on the defensive side, it sounds like. We'll have to find a new offensive coordinator. His offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, is expected to take the job with the Michigan Wolverines. It sounds as though, I don't know how it actually fully works, but there's a time limit that the Minnesota, not Minnesota, Michigan has to post the job for before they can announce a new hire. So we'll see. It's going to happen, though. Sharon Moore is going to be the new head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, and Jim Harbaugh is going to be looking for an offensive coordinator. But don't expect Justin Herbert to throw for 600 attempts this season, 700 attempts, because Jim Harbaugh, and granted, this was different with Andrew Luck. They were more regular pass-run splits with Andrew Luck at Stanford but still didn't fully open up the offense. With the San Francisco 49ers, they were 31st, 31st, 32nd, and 29th. Their best finish in pass attempts was 29th, and that was with a much different quarterback. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have the ability to sling it like Justin Herbert. The dynamic run ability of Colin Kaepernick caused a lot of 
run heavy scheme. And this was a different era of the NFL too. But even at Michigan, pass attempts or pass run rate, 117th this past season out of 130 teams. Last year, it was 121st out of 130. So this is going to be a run heavy offense. Whoever the Chargers pick to be their lead back, whether they draft Blake Corum, whether they sign Derrick Henry, whatever they do, it's going to be a run heavy offense. And I hope the efficiency from Justin Herbert makes up for it. I hope that they, I don't know. I just hope it works out. Maybe it's like Dak Prescott where the run game opens things up. I don't know, but either way, starting to get a little bit worried about Justin Herbert for fantasy football. I'm sure it'll all be fine, but we will keep our eyes on that. Other coaching changes across the NFL. The Bears have hired Kerry Joseph as their QB coach. So Shane Waldron bringing over staff from the Seattle Seahawks. He was the former assistant QB coach with the Seahawks. And it's clear whoever is the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks is going to just pick their own staff. We'll start completely over. Bears also looking at a new defensive coordinator. Joe Barry from the Green Bay Packers is in the conversation. And wouldn't that be hilarious to see the Packers infiltrate the Bears again to not have success like they had with Luke Getzey, the former quarterback coach of the Green Bay Packers, goes to the Bears, and it just doesn't work out. The Dolphins are looking for a new defensive coordinator. They will also interview Brandon Staley. Vic Fangio apparently wasn't liked by all his former players. All the former defenders weren't in agreement with Javon Holland that they loved Vic Fangio. And so this was just an untenable relationship. And so Vic Fangio is the new defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. They're looking for a new linebackers coach. Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator is interviewing for that position, which would be a much better use of his talents than being a coordinator. Mike Caldwell, the former Jags defensive coordinator who kind of got unfairly saddled with the burden of the Jacksonville Jaguar season, even though it was the offense that struggled Caldwell also interviewing for that linebackers position as well. That will bring us to the playoffs, the NFC Championship. The 49ers do expect to have Debo Samuel playing. He was limited yesterday. It's looking good for Debo Samuel. That's going to make life more difficult for the Detroit Lions. We'll see if Debo is a decoy or if he is actively involved in the game plan getting the ball. As for the Detroit Lions, they have injuries of their own. Sam Laporta, Josh Reynolds, Alex Anzalone, they're all banged up. They were all limited throughout the week. They are all expected to play. Frank Ragnow didn't practice. This all-pro center missed Wednesday, missed Thursday. He's got a sprained knee, a sprained ankle, an inoperable toe injury, and a back injury, and he is still going to be good to go. What an absolute warrior. So excited to see what the Detroit Lions accomplished this weekend. I cannot wait for this game. As for the other game, the AFC Championship, Isaiah Pacheco, he is back at practice on Friday. Looks like he is going to be good to go. And Mark Andrews is officially off the injured reserve. Mark Andrews is back and will play for the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. This is going to be a battle. And whoever wins the AFC Championship, whoever wins the NFC Championship, obviously they're heading to the Super Bowl, but obviously that also means that their players will not play at the Pro Bowl. And we're already hearing some substitutions. We'll get plenty more, whether Amon Ross St. Brown is missing the Pro Bowl, whether Nick Bosa is missing the Pro Bowl, whoever it is, we'll find that all out after the championship games. But for now, Will Anderson, the rookie edge rusher for the Houston Texans, phenomenal season, will replace Max Crosby in the Pro Bowl. Max Crosby had knee surgery. He cannot play. And a lot of the times you'll see guys opt out of the Pro Bowl because they just don't want to be there. They don't want to, they, they, they just don't want to be there. 
not the case with Max Crosby. He did have knee surgery. He can't possibly play flag football, so he is out. As is Amari Cooper. He's going to be replaced by Stephon Diggs. And if Stephon Diggs is announced to be the replacement, that tells me Stephon Diggs is going to show up. So maybe we're turning over a new leaf with Stephon Diggs. Maybe he's happy to be there. Maybe he's excited. Maybe he's ready to return and win for the Buffalo Bills. That's what it's starting to sound like. Maybe it's just a new Stephon Diggs. He's accepted his role in the NFL, and he's just happy to be there at the Pro Bowl. Either way, not overly surprised by this either, Amari Cooper. There's no word that he's had surgery or anything like that, but with all the injuries he suffered throughout the year, whether it was the hip, whether it was, I think he had the abdominal injury in the offseason, probably ankle. I can't remember all the injuries Amari Cooper had, but I won't be surprised if he's getting surgery on any of those or if he's just resting up trying to stay healthy. As for another wide receiver in the AFC who didn't make the Pro Bowl, Calvin Ridley. Sounds like he's going to be back with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are high on Calvin Ridley. They think that he will be even better in 2024. They're excited to see him get another year in the system, another year of life in the NFL. So do expect Calvin Ridley to be signed long-term. And we do expect Josh Allen to be back in Jacksonville as well. Sounds like if there's no contract and by all accounts, there's been no negotiations at this point with Josh Allen, the linebacker, of course, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sounds like he's going to be getting the franchise tag, so they'll have to work on a long-term deal for Calvin Ridley. Either way, the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars will be Trevor Lawrence for a long time. The general manager, Trent Baalke, did confirm that an extension will happen when it needs to happen. And congratulations to all the finalist for the NFL honors. We got our awards all situated. We know who's in the running assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson. He's probably going to win the award. Maybe it's Todd Monk an offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe it's Bobby Sloak with the Texans, Mike McDonald, DC of the Ravens and Jim Schwartz, DC of the Browns also in the running coach of the year, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. So these are all voted for before the playoffs. So Dan Campbell doesn't get the playoff bumps to Kevin Stefanski and D'Amico Ryans are the two favorites to win this award, but damn it. Dan Campbell does deserve this. John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan also also in the running comeback player of the year. We all know it's going to be DeMar Hamlin. The man literally came back from the brink of death, came back to life and played football this year. And I know people want to say, Oh, he didn't play enough. I don't care. Being able to play football at, all even as a special teamer and fill in safety that is good enough to win the award joe flacco baker mayfield matthew stafford and tua tugvaloa also in the running as for defensive rookie of the year will anderson gets that boost by going to the pro bowl devon witherspoon also heading to the pro bowl for the seattle seahawks so that is a tick in their two columns columns jalen carter also in the running kobe turner the defensive tackle for the los angeles rams and joey porter jr this cornerback for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, all in the running for defensive rookie of the year. That one, I really don't have a good read on. I'm not sure who's going to win that award, but isn't it incredible with Kobe Turner and Puka Nakua, the late round picks from the Los Angeles Rams, having two guys nominated for rookie of the year. And if it weren't for CJ Stroud being so good, it would go to Puka Nakua. And in a just world, it would go to Puka Nakua, the most prolific rookie receiver that we have ever seen is going to lose out to a very good quarterback in C.J. Stroud, but those are the two finalists. We know it's going to be one of them. We know it's going to be C.J. Stroud. I want it to be Puka Nakua. Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, and Bijan Robinson also in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year is down to four edge rushers and Deron Bland. Deron Bland with all those pick sixes. If 
he had kept up those pick sixes throughout the season or if they were more spread out or even if they happened more towards the end of the season, then I'd believe that he'd be defensive player of the year. But it was too strong of a start with too big of a drop off for Deron Bland to get the award. So it's between Max Crosby, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt or Miles Garrett. The all pro of old voting tells me it's going to be Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett got more first team all pro votes than TJ Watt. Micah Parsons and Max Crosby were on the second team. So congratulations, Miles Garrett. Looks like it's going to be him. Offense of the player of the year is interesting for me because there's the, the two obvious skill position players, Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. There's always five nominations. So CD Lamb also gets that nomination, but there's two quarterbacks, which kind of makes it obvious who's not getting MVP and who's in the running for MVP. Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. He's also in the running for offensive player of the year, as is Dak Prescott. And I really hope that we don't do the second best quarterback. It's offensive player of the year. I really hope it's Christian McCaffrey. He deserves it. And if it's not Christian McCaffrey, I hope it's Tyreek Hill because the seasons that those two players have had, Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, were MVP worthy. And that's why Christian McCaffrey is nominated for MVP. He is one of the five finalists, which tells me he's probably going to be the one to be offensive player of the year over Tyreek Hill. But stranger things have happened. As for the MVP, Christian McCaffrey, the only non-quarterback in the conversation. Brock Purdy, his quarterback, also in the running. And Josh Allen in the running as well. But if only two quarterbacks are nominated for offensive player of the year, then we know it's either Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson. And it is clearly Lamar Jackson over Dak Prescott. And Lamar Jackson very well could be heading to the Super Bowl. We do know from our friend Jason Allwine that there is a curse of Kirk Cousins. If you lose to Kirk Cousins in the regular season, you've never made it to the Super Bowl. The 49ers lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season. Will the 49ers make the Super Bowl? Will it be the Lions versus the Ravens? Lions versus the Chiefs? Chiefs versus 49ers? 49ers versus Ravens? I don't know. But I do know that Kirk Cousins is ahead of schedule, which is phenomenal news. 44 days ahead of free agency. It sounds like Kirk Cousins is going to be throwing next month. And a month is 30 days. So even if it's at the end of next month, that is still within the 44-day time window for free agency. Kirk Cousins going to be sought after in free agency. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. Who's going to be the highest paid quarterback in this class? 